0: Ringing and it's little Jack here. He loves ringing the doorbell when he comes.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're live now. Hello, everyone. Over live?
0: Oh, we're live, aren't we? Okay. Yeah, we are live. <laughs> we are live. Hey, welcome to Dance of the Soul. This is our weekly podcast, four o'clock Pacific time, every Monday. About two and a half years we've been doing this. Seems like we never run out of things to talk about. We always wonder, what are we going to talk about? But something always comes up. And today I'll introduce myself in a minute about me and, T- and Natasha will introduce herself. But today the topic's going to be about this: um, whether you're male or female, bal- balancing your opposite energy. So if you're if you're male, balancing your female energy, and if you're female, balancing your male energy. And uh, a lot of people never give that any thought. Some people run away from that, you know, because it seems too scary for some reason, because of cultural upbringing and that. But anyway, we're going to talk about them in a minute. My name is Regan Forston. It's, um, my website's the right there in front of you called Visit the Afterlife. Um, and uh, I'm one of 250 trained therapists with the Newton Institute. And um, we're trained in the art of doing life-between-life sessions with people. We're in a deep state of trance, which most people can reach. You're able to expand your awareness to the afterlife. It's like having a near-death experience without the death part. It's done in a very controlled way, a session sometimes, four, five, six hours. Uh, you can just have a blast. Imagine all you could do if you had that much time on the other side, exploring, asking questions, visiting loved ones that had passed on, and um, so many other things. So anyway, um, all the information at my website, visit the afterlife.com uh, uh, videos and everything. And uh, Natasha at com. right? Mm-hmm. We're both .com people.
1: Yep, we are both don't come people. And and it's one of those things going forward that and also we were going to talk about a little bit about how um, the masculine energy has changed a lot over the years. And, you know, that's one thing I wanted to, you know, we talked about last after the show last time about how, you know, you men have gone through a lot of the evolution, you know, almost more than us women in a different way. You know, us women had to get more powerful, more masculine, right? And you men, I've noticed, I got a hit probably about five, seven years ago about how you men needed, were were, were almost in the evolution of feeling your feelings. Yeah. And, And that kind of thing. And it wasn't necessarily, it was something new. You know, oh, I can't cry at this movie. I can't, you know. And so that evolution, and yet, you know, yesterday being Father's Day, you know, it was a great opportunity for us to talk about uh, this evolution of who we are and what we're doing. Because, you know, the fathers of yesterday. I was doing um, a reading on the radio yesterday, and and I, you know, I was saying that, you know, her dad was very stoic, you know, but inside, when he was bouncing his kid on the knee, where he presented as stoic, inside he just had joy and glee because he was doing something with his daughter but at the same time it wasn't the age that they could do that you yeah. know you had you know and and you know he, he was of the generation probably about 10 15 years before you and so that next that generation even 10 to 15 years before you know <laughs> it, you had to be even more stoic You couldn't show emotions you couldn't find the joy you had to stuff a lot of that stuff down and you're on that cusp of that that beginning to change type of thing, and you even had to learn this through your younger years. Yeah, um, you right. told that you know it's that evolution of how can we be and like the, like I was saying that your dad just had so much joy in you with you being on his knee and you're his little girl. Yet at the same time, you he couldn't show that you were his little girl. You know, it was that oh, this is my little girl. You know. Yeah. I'm doing the, my duty being the dad bouncing you on my knee, you know, but inside it's like, Oh, come and bounce on my knee. I just want to play with you, you know, type of thing.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so many cultural things. Now I've watched change. Um, it, this, even the most simple thing when I had, the, uh, as everybody knows, I've talked about me going through the anger management program for three years in when I was in my early forties and it completely got my life back after I learned how to deal with anger issues. Um, but one of the things in there that they're talking about with us men is we. we one thing that causes so much anger and uh, and everything coming out is because we stuff our feelings. You know, we're not supposed to, you know, society says men don't cry, men, whatever. And I've noticed, uh, I was noticing the other day, I mean, I think even 10 years ago, if a man wore a pink shirt, you know, it was like unmasculine because that's more f- the feminine color. And I was watching the golf tournament over the, the weekend of that or the last few months and i'm going gosh about a third of the guys are wearing pink shirts you know yes. so it's become acceptable now but things change slowly uh but there's still a lot of us men that are stuck there you're you're really we hit it right on the point there that the generation just before me as i look at them i see they were way more stuck than me mm-hmm. and i was still stuck and the younger generations now not so stuck in the ways i was you yes. know at least as far as you know the color thing um still i think men are stuffing their feelings it's still society you know looks on men that express their feelings as um is um you know not masculine enough you know um you know and it's still even though i'm a lot better at it and i learned to have, to, to do that i'm i would still say i'm maybe 70 percent better but i still sometimes stop myself you know or you know especially if i'm doing uh, therapy if mm-hmm. i have a, not when i'm doing therapy with people but when i go to therapy and you know dealing with my issues and that um still find it hard uh i get there but it takes me a little bit to be vulnerable you know mm-hmm. to to allow myself to to cry especially and i can cry in front of a woman a lot easier than a than another man you know
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, although there's still that whisper in my ear that if i'm crying you know in therapy and there's a woman there i'm still There's that part of me that's going, maybe this isn't too good for you. You're looking weak to that person, you know, Mm -hmm. things, you know, those, those things die hard. Those things that are ingrained in us, you know,
1: it really is. And, and that's the thing is, is that, um, you know, when I talk about other generations, I'm doing it intuitively because I I'm a very much of a many lifetime intuitive. And so I remember what a lot of the, the men of, many many generations ago you know were you know if you go back many many generations they were the warriors you know that they had to slice people's heads off and stuff and not show emotion yeah you know and then now we're coming up to being the the generations that we are and I know for me that I was hoping that I could help my masculine generation you know you know I have a transgender child, born masculine. And at that time, you know, being very young, I didn't know what the future was going to hold in, in many ways, but you know, like if they were crying or something, I would say, I want you to cry. I want you to be va- I want you to feel that the thing is though, I want you to remember not everybody's going to um, respect you in this way. Yeah. And so if you find that something happens at school and you can't cry, I want you to remember, you can always come home and cry about, it. You know that you can be safe here, and and that's where I I tried to at least teach them that that it wasn't necessarily that it was wrong to cry, but but times hadn't changed all the way yet, even yeah. my kids being young, and uh, they. You know, my my oldest is gonna be turning 30 this year, and and you know, he says, Mom, you are one of the better moms. I'm learning how screwed up other parents are. No, <laughs> you, yeah. know? you know, and it's like, well, thank you for for understanding that I did my better during that time. And you did great, mom. For what we had, you did great. And those are the words that he uses. And but there again that he is one of the more you know, well-rounded kids you know of course we had a lot of grief when they were young so it, it was something that they had to learn to deal with death right away yeah but at the same time though it was part of that process of of dealing with emotions and and how do you do it yeah you know,
0: it's hard we'll see and of course we grew up and i grew up in a generation that you were either 100 masculine or 100 feminine you know was just masculine or feminine that was the only two things and um, over the years, we begin to realize that there's there's a, a scale, you know, say 100 on one side, 100 on the other, and there's all the gradients in between.
2: Mm-hmm. And people
0: that were somewhere not someone who, in other words, if you weren't 100% feminine, like even uh, the, the women, I remember growing up, they go, oh, she's a butch. You know, because she'd like to get out and play ball or like to wrestle in the mud with the guys, you know? Yeah. Or, you know,
1: or, or so. kind of a dyke ish type of attitude. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or fix the car, you know, do uh-huh. you know, the car or something. Um, and I think we're in this process now. Even just talking today will maybe help a few people. <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> a few people um, start to go, hmm, what about myself? What a part what my, of my own masculinity and your femininity. Um, am I not sharing or not being, or am I afraid to, to look at, you know? Um, <coughs> so.
1: Yeah. Cause um, even when we're, even when we're angry, that's almost a more masculine feel than sitting on the couch and being cuddly is more feminine. And mm-hmm. so if we're, if we're willing to, to look at, and even our faces, if you, if you look at one side of our face, it's a little bit different than the other side of our face because of the fact that one side is more masculine and one side's more feminine.
2: Oh, I didn't realize that.
1: And yeah. And so with that, that, that going forward, it's the duality, but how can we be more in communion with that duality? And I know for me that watching my husband in the evolution of becoming sober for the last 13, 12, 13 years, that, that he had to learn how to deal with his emotions. He had to learn to deal with, Things And it, it took me being the woman to hold an ownership or be in witness of an ownership of the evolution of him being able to be vulnerable because men aren't taught to be vulnerable. Right. You know, many generations and the generations still coming forward that the, that the man has, has had to hold a a place of it and, and not every parent taught well that way. You know, yeah. some beat, you know, hardship. And if if you cried when you fell down, you're going to get your butt beat. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I can hear parents saying that, you know, moms and dads, you know, mm-hmm. aunts or uncles. It didn't matter. But there there's this hardship, you know, that came up. And, you know, you look at how um, brutal <laughs> the 60s were, the 50s and 60s, while evolution was coming through with the changing of the tides of, of um of women voting and yeah. and um, uh, indigenous people being considered uh, citizens even, or, you know, that kind of thing, that, that there is this masculinity that needed to happen to get this movement going. And our government is even changing um, the old, you know, uh, the way that of the old man way. And I'm just classifying this word as man way because it's the, the old style of of the old man that you know we only want men in here we only want this to happen we only want that to happen you know this is a mountains club you know type of thing and you know it's not to dishonor that but that's the evolution that's happening is how can we keep that honor you know because i i agree you know it's like my husband he goes plays golf with the guys you know go have guy time go raz yourself, go, you know, go out and play pool, go out and do, do those things that are the, the guy time. You need to have the, the tug and pull and the, 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 you know, the, the beat him em up emotional, you know, whatever that, that conversation is, you know, it's like, you know, playing, playing um, golf, you know, it's like, well, there was a slice. You're going to slice yourself up today. You know, it's like just those, you know, rasins, you know, that is, the guy time because it's just free you know if you fart in, in a guy time you know it's it's okay if you fart in a woman time it's like mm, yeah <laughs> you know oops you know but then at the same time you guys try to play it off and it's like you know how do we how do we negotiate all those things that are coming up because well there's a lot of dads that are meant to stay home as the wives go out and make the make the the the, the dollar because that's what their job was yep. made more than the man. And, and it's not just, it's not demasculizing to take care of your kids.
0: Yeah. i um, um, I got a story and it's, I'll, I'll try to brief in it some, but it, it's, it's probably going to take about five minutes, but it was so important to me and it was my wake up call. Uh, it was a, just a huge wake up call, and miracle for me that that changed my life about this masculine feminine thing. So, I'm at a convent, spiritual convention. I meet a uh, a woman who wants to share share a room. You know, everybody shares rooms at these conventions because they're so expensive. And my my uh, my person had to go early, and uh, so I was down at the front desk, and I said, "Boy, I'm looking for someone to share my room." And someone right behind me says, "Well, I'm looking for a roommate too to save money." <clears throat> and uh, her name was Dory, and she was a full-blooded uh, Eskimo, had uh, come down from Alaska to the to Chicago to this convention. Well, we just, um, you know, we started talking and went to some of the sessions together. And between sessions, she said, hey, let's go for a walk in town, downtown Chicago. So we just happened to stand see a bookstore. We walk in. We're going down this one aisle. And all of a sudden, she looks down and sees this book. And excitedly, she grabs it off the shelf and says, Regan, you need to read this book. I mean, we just admit she read this book. Well, <clears throat> all of it, I, I looked at the book. It's called On the Breath of the Gods. And uh, on the breath of the gods, written by um, uh, Ariel Tomanika or something. I t- t- I just How do you
1: remember that stuff? <laughs> well,
0: I, when I looked at it here, here, I'm in Chicago. The author of that was somebody that I knew in Sacramento. So there's a there's a god sighting right there. Like, okay, what's the odds? An Eskimo from Alaska reaches down to book a book I should read, and it's somebody that I know actually personally know all the way in Sacramento. You know, so I went. And I'm at a spiritual convention, so I know these miracle things happen, you know. So I get it. I just, you know, I figure I'll get get around to reading it. Well, the convention ended, so I drove from there to Indianapolis, from Chicago to Indianapolis, because I was going to go. That's my hometown, where I grew up till I was 11 years old, and I was going to go golfing the next day, where um, my dad taught me how to play golf when I was 10. And so I got there. I parked in the car right by the 18th green in this. Uh, at this place it starts raining okay a little bit so i think oh i have nothing to do here i'm right here at the golf course i'm going to sleep in the car to save money you know and i think well let me start reading the book so i turned on the light overhead light and i start reading this i'm about into the second chapter and the preface of this was is that um Ariel, who wrote this book, had these guides that showed up with her. They were her like play buddies when she was young. She was the only one who could see them, but everybody thought they were her imaginary friends. Mm -hmm. And they told her that when she grew up, one of her life's mission was to write a book about God's true purpose for men and women getting together for relationships that way. Okay, so in this third chapter, what was communicated to her as she channeled it, as she wrote this book was. We are born both masculine and feminine, okay. But one of them's more predominant. You know, you're either more, you know, you're either on this side more feminine or that side more masculine. But that doesn't mean that you don't need to equally nurture that other part of yourself. Even maybe it's 40 uh, percent or 20 percent, whatever. And because it was a feminine side, us guys would think like, "Oh, no way, am I nurturing any of that? Because mm-hmm. that'll make me less masculine." You know, when I read that. It was the strangest thing, Natasha. You would have thought I was a crazy person. It starts all of a sudden, it starts pouring and pouring as I'm reading that thunder. It's like almost even within a second, the lightning is going off. I mean, <laughs> I've never been in a storm like that before. I thought, and it was so bright. And when I read that thing that, you know, men don't nurture that and they're supposed to. I started screaming at the top of my lungs. Like I found the Holy grail. It hit me So deep. So here I'm in the back of a car in the middle of a thunderstorm, reading this thing that Regan needs to uh, value that feminine side of himself. So I jumped out of the car and it's, there's nobody around. It's pitch dark except for the lightning. I'm getting soaked and I'm screaming. It was like, I'm, and the other part of me is watching and going, Regan, this is weird. It, you know, when these spiritual things happen you can't
1: not- help it but, but be in it yes
0: yeah so now yeah, there's only a couple more minutes and we're done
1: no i'm good we're good we're good
0: now here's the thing three days later i went and i saw i saw i was able to go by where my grandpa lived i was you in, know in ohio um because which was close to where i was. Um, it was raining the next day so i couldn't go golfing so i decided to go on to ohio and i was going to go up to michigan uh to where uh i was going to be checking out a a clown school at the university of michigan where they had a clown summer program where they'd asked me to teach the following year so i because i was a clown in my early early you know one of the things i did so um i thought i'd check it out so <clears throat> so i um I'm driving along and after reading that book and I'm feeling so spiritually connected and it, like I looked up and it was the first time I ever saw a cloud with a silver lining. And I went, wow, there's a cloud silver lining. This is a good. So I get to clown school. And the first person that I walk in and see is this beautiful, cute woman named Connie. And, um, um, Millie, uh, who I knew who was a clown that I taught with before she was there. She came over and says, let me introduce you to my new friend. She introduced me to Connie. You know, we just, we, you know, we sat there, had dinner together, talked. Gosh, we talked till three in the morning. Everybody was, everybody was gone. You know, we were just sitting, you know, had a dream about it that night, which is another story because it came true a few days. I told her the next day and a few days later, the dream came true. Okay. So there was this immediate soul connection between the two of us. Okay. Long story short, okay, I just read that book about developing my femur energy. Three days later, I meet Connie. Connie has four daughters. Okay, we end up getting married 16 months later. And for 10 years, I'm immersed in I'm five, five women around me. And then those five, those four girls had girlfriends that they brought home from school. So sometimes I'm in a house, there's 10 or 12 girls running around. I'm the only guy. Okay. What was so weird is my, my personality changed so much. A friend of mine came up one day and says, Regan, you're kind of acting kind of gay now. Are you okay? And I, and I went, no, I'm just, I'm just enjoying my feminine energy, you know? And so I learned to be a good listener you know, over there, I learned to get in touch with my feelings more. Like I even found myself crying at movies a few times, you know, even though it was really uncomfortable. But um, so you can see God's plan in there. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: gets me in touch with this person that gives me that book, I discovered that I need to develop feminine energy, boom, throws me in with, uh, with five women for 10 years. And um, I can't say that was part of the best time of my life is getting that good balance, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, just just saying that this is um something that um, if you men out there are afraid of uh uh, crying in a movie get over it (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm still going okay i'm still a little reserved in there but i can get there If, if i'm by myself especially i can cry like when i'm watching movies at night and i get in I love that nobody's around and I couldn't before I couldn't get in tune with.
1: That. Well, I think that's way with anybody. If you're no. by yourself, you can you can immerse a little differently than if you're with other people. But there's also a good hug cry, you know, that, you, no. that sometimes we all need. But, yeah, that's the thing I know for me, you know, that, you know, I when I was born, I was a daddy's girl. I was always with my dad, always you know, doing things with my dad. My dad was very, um, he was born with, uh, in a family of seven, and there's um, six boys and one girl. Wow. So there was a lot of masculine, but my dad, I, far from being gay, but, you know, he had a lot of, he he immersed himself in both sides. You know, he knew how to be a male. He also knew how to be. So it's interesting because, you know, he married into, to. Uh, um a fam, you know, with me being the only daughter, you know, the only kid, but I was a daughter, so he had to, right? Mm-hmm. My mom had a brother, you know, so it's funny how things go. And then for me, yeah. I had my husband, and then I gave birth to t- to two males, you know. My my ladder is now. So you, you're immersed.
0: Better. It's just like me. You're immersed around the male energy all the time.
1: Exactly, and, and so. And what-
0: didn't your dad like he was like he taught you how to fix stuff? Oh yeah, through? I I and worked also- on um,
1: I I grew up blowing insulation, working on cars. Why? <laughs> um, but I also I I had one Barbie doll because and I had one Barbie doll, but she fit on the horse that I had. You know, it wasn't like I I and I watched soup. I didn't mm-hmm. watch um, a lot of cartoons, but I loved like the Justice League you know, when I was growing up, the, yeah. the, the superheroes, I was always into more of the the masculine side of things, not because it was, I mean, I always was wore dresses, but I knew how to play in the mud.
0: You yeah. know,
1: I knew how to to really get down and get in dirt. And, you know, I'm willing to to pick up wood. I'm willing to do a lot of that, the masculine style work. And But you know, that's the thing is we're more well round when we have that. And, and actually our, our, if we do honor that masculine side of us, if we are feminine, our progesterone, you know, has some, some say in our life and, and you being math, you know, male, you, you have estrogen. And so it's like you falling into that category helps balance the estrogen because it is about balance, you know? and and well, that's the thing is is that a lot of people you know they get this mind image of what something should be and and they're against the word should there's no shoulds in this and and the evolution of masculine energy we're asking it to change you know our our governments are changing more and more you know we're getting more and more feminine energy in there and that's the thing i've always thought you know when when you're in a coupleage and you have a balance between two personalities. You have two po you have two two areas, two stakes, right? Or two posts that can hold up a good roof, you know? And and how does that happen? But it's about balance of masculine and feminine. Nobody's better than the other. Yeah. You know, you have strengths, I have strengths. You have weaknesses, I have weaknesses. Hopefully they're opposite of each other. So then You know we can work things out a little bit better
0: you know in a life between life process when i have people um visit the afterlife um when they're there um uh some of them go to what we call it's a place of life selection and they can actually see because they have the memories that they have from before when they chose their current life so um and that's including what sex they're going to be you know because when we're in in our sessions uh, or when people are in the afterlife um your energy you know and you can have feminine characteristics masculine characteristics androgynous you know i mean it's all and all the above Mm -hmm. and so when you decide what you want to accomplish in your next life and what you want to experience and learn a lot of what sex you choose will help you to accomplish your mission better you know like if you were coming down and you wanted to be a, a mountain climber uh, you know, or something, something that takes male strength, you know, that you were going to do, then you would say, you would say, well, predominantly, I'm going to, I'm going to be male, because that's what my goal is, you know, down there. So um, people actually, you know, choose what sex are going to be. Now, we had have a few cases where there was a few um, uh, men that um, or souls that decided to come down, uh, and they were going to be in a male body, but they were going to be highly feminine, or, you know, say maybe gay or something like that. And that was because of what they, you know, that combination is what they needed in order to uh, accomplish what their mission was. Mm -hmm. Um, Even one person came down because he he decided he had to learn to deal with prejudice and he had to learn to deal with, with people uh, hating him and him giving love back. And one of the ways he did that was to come down and to be gay, obviously knowing that it was going to be tough being that in a world that didn't accept that and that he was going to learn a lot from that. Now that's just one case. Everybody's different, but it just shows you all the different possibilities, you know? So, you know, uh, male, uh, and don't you, nowadays we're like, we talked about last week, we're in this big change right now where all of a sudden these young ones growing up are starting to realize that, you know, um, they're going to be, there's going to be a process where they're going to find out through trial and error and, and, you know, here and there on what percentage of everything they are, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be, I love it that so much of America is, is waking up and allowing these people to just be themselves and to try to get equal rights for every, every human, no matter what your um, sexual orientation is, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, I think, why we we're called to have this um this show today because of just having father's day and, and, you know, th- an honoring of, of the emotions of, of masculine, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, cause there's sometimes where, you know, and I wish I would have shifted in my, my, my video that I did because it, you know, there are people who didn't have good fathers, you know? yeah And, and how do you honor, yourself being the masculine and let's say if you didn't have a good father but yet you the person the the male is one that goes to boys and girls clubs and and coaches like three rounds of of kids on teams you know and you know those people are fathers those people are planting seeds of of gifts that way and and the balance, you know, it's like in our school, you know, it's primar- pri- primarily female. And, and in our school that, that I do in the morning, that, that now we've got a male principal. We have um, a couple of male um, paras that come in. You know, we have, I don't think we have any male teachers right now. But we've had we've had in the past and but we've got some influential people in certain places. And it's amazing how they can have conversations with certain kids that 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 us women can't,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because of the, the connection that that maybe they needed that masculine sense of conversation because no. they didn't they, they had a single mom all the time and they needed to hear a voice that's different.
0: When I was in um, hypnotherapy college for a couple of years and in um, the studies that we did there in psychology and everything, they were saying that there's there's a time in a child's life when uh, a feminine energy is more beneficial and a time when a masculine energy is more beneficial. Generally, the, the early years, generally speaking, they need that nurturing, that mother energy. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times, uh, both male, both boys and girls, when they get to be around teenager age, Um, you know, a lot of times that's when it's good that dad steps in and, and does the things that dads do, you know, sometimes, you know, there's always uh, variations of this, but in general, you know, so that's why sometimes, um, uh, single moms, you know, they have the boys that way that, um, uh, sometimes it's a bit of a disadvantage for, uh, young men growing up that only have, you know, uh, women that are in charge of them and they don't have a male figure in their life. Uh, to help you know bring out or mold them in a certain way in that male energy too
1: and, and teach them and and yet at the same time us girls, I'm more rounded because I had a very closeness with my dad. you know he yeah. he taught me, he showed me, he interacted with me, having conversations of the of the um, of a perspective of masculine. Yeah and that helped me so many times in my marriage, with my husband, yeah. you know, or raising my kids because I saw saw that. And and that's the thing is is that you know we can't be afraid of when our masculineness comes up, you know, or our feminineness comes up. And mm-hmm. you know, how do we negotiate that? How do we negotiate when something stirs and and we're not used to it because it's not the way it should be? I mean feminine or masculine, you know, because yeah. a lot of us women you know, if we get into fear and flight, we get into survival mode, we can get pretty bullish with our attitudes. We can get pretty masculine. Yeah. Uh, a single woman, you know, for a long time can get pretty masculine. you watch some of these shows that um, are the women up in Alaska, you know, their feminineness is pretty, is pretty, um, is pretty um, I don't want to dishonor. So I'm trying to find my word. Um Pretty fluent with the masculine.
0: Yeah, it is. They has to be for for what they have to do.
1: That survival mode, and mm-hmm. so with that, that you know, it, it's honoring that. But you listen to there's this one lady, and she's like, I have to do it because it's it's part of the the job I have to do, and she's almost trying. You know, it's like that language that she uses. It's that, you know, you wonder if she wasn't up there and called to do that and her life calling to do that that if she had her life calling of being in let's say the city she had would be a little bit more masculine but she wouldn't she wouldn't be so rough around the edges that she'd have to kill something to eat you know or yeah. or i got to get water for the because if i don't get water now you know it's going to freeze later and i won't be able to get my water you know and you know that that survival mode but that's what she chose. That was her life calling. And so that's what she does. So, you know, how do we, you know, and that's the thing is, is that right now, you know, we've spent so many generations in our mind. You know the logistics, the mind, the government, the money, the the you know the masculineness of of money and government and and power and we we gotta be you know the United States if you know if you're in another country bless you uh, that, that you've had to put up with us you know because it's like you know we've been bullish about how we do things because masculine energy is that that I gotta be first you know even yeah. though there's a lot of women who like to to manipulate to be first too but but it, it it's a different sense of of the masculine money cuz that's one thing i did a show one time on on you know the money and and you know i have more of a feminine perspective on money and it's been more elusive than the masculine i got to you know this is the budget this is what we got to do this is the logistics this is you know that masculine sense and so it's interesting how masculine and feminine I'm actually going to retitle this <laughs> when I get done with the show because it's a little different than what i what i what we intended it to be because mm-hmm. it is about the balance of how do you use both empowerments because us women are needing more masculine to negotiate with the masculine energy that's been around to bring that to be more softer, not I don't want to say feminine but more softer to honor you men and where you're going,
0: yeah, yeah, I know. Well, you know, there's still a double standard I see. I'm trying to think what it was in politics, but it was where this woman who was running for some office, uh, she just stood up and read this guy, the Riot Act. And so a lot of the comments or something on the thing were, oh, look at she's a bitch or, mm-hmm. you know, blah, 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 you know, something derogatory because a woman is strong when they say a woman is strong. And, and if it was a guy that said the same thing, no one would have said a thing. You know, exactly. Look at that dude. Thing.
1: Look at what he's doing. He's voicing his opinion. Look at that dude, yeah. you know, instead of being a bitch, you know, type of thing. Yeah.
0: Well, I think we are. And it's we're part of the, uh, the change right now talking about this. But it's just as we talked about a little bit before, you can just see uh, reflecting in movies and everything you see now, you see, um, you know, uh, strong women, you know, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, or you can see where as far as the the shift in power or who's holding who's holding the power right now that it's becoming more uh balanced at the moment um it seems like in history what happens is swings one way or another there's a mm-hmm. matriarchal has the power and then it's patriarchal then matri you know back and forth and that's probably for some sort of balance but i'm wondering if the perfect thing that we'll ever get to is going to be a you know 50 50 thing you know I mean, that's what would seem to make the most sense. Um, but, um, you know, a lot of a lot of changes, you know, coming up right now. Um, you know, yeah, but-
1: we're in the midst of change. And we, the better we stay more well-rounded, the better we'll negotiate this change. Yeah. Because I know that there's a lot of um, marriages that are situational right now. You know, and I'm using that word politely, you know, because they're trying to figure out which way to go. Should I be married? Should I not be married? I need to I, I'm sorry. You
2: know, how should
1: how should we negotiate this relationship? And that's the thing is after being married for 33 years now, you know, it hasn't been a straight line and it's been a tug and pull. And it's been a, an evolution of reevaluating and reinitiating and doing the re's, rethinking, retalking, re-knowing, um, reapplying. You know, re re um, re gathering. You know, it's like you know, like you know, doing things. You know, when one person is tired, and then stepping up and doing something because it's better for the other person. But then there again. The other person needs needs to you know understand when that other person needs to step up you know we need to pull it up you know Mm -hmm. it's that dual thing it's checking in where we're at and um it doesn't matter if it's friends or not you know i have a lot of um i have a few you know like you regan i have deep love for you but i have no relationship with you plastic friendship you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i was grateful for 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 patty to honor that we had a, a friendship we didn't right. need anymore and and that's where jealousy is an interesting place because i know for me i have a like two or three other male friends i've always had male friends over female friends you know and that they they feel more brotherish to me than they do you know anything else yeah. you know and we get we get confused with relationships because we get into the old stories of, of being brought up or, you know, if somebody went out on somebody, then, then we have a hard time with that, that masculine, feminine give and take. And, you know, it is about the evolution of where we can go with what we have now. We got to remember it's about now learn from the past, but be in the now.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. Um, I forget the exact, if somebody watching had heard this too, um, there was a, a, um, a um, they asked a, l- a lot of women in their twenties now, early thirties about marriage and 70% of them said, well, take it or leave it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it used to be in my era, it was like every young girl was taught to, to that was the thing is to find a man, you know?
1: Yeah. By the and time you know, were 16, 17, 18.
0: Yeah you know, and get married. And now look how much has changed. The woman said, no, we don't need, they were just saying they don't need to have a man, you know, so. Um,
1: or but, like with you, with Patty, you know, it's like you, you want to get engaged. You don't want to be married.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We just wanted to um, have a higher level of uh, commitment. um Even though, even if we hadn't done it, there's still the same amount of commitment, but it's just, just because we're making a, a big deal about it. I, we've really noticed it I've just noticed these subtle changes too and um, and, and um uh, it, you know it's been subtle but yet not so subtle you mm-hmm. know as far but
1: as that there again that's, that's a way to, to shift up an, a, a relationship that is getting sta- on the stagnant side of day-to-day work yeah. you know is doing that that um, it doesn't mean that you have to get engaged or get married or anything like that but you know celebrate something. Engage with something, you know. Yeah, it.
0: right. a, yeah We we want to um, you know celebrate um, our uh, our love, you know. So it's great, and you know, again, in these when people are in the life between life process that I take people through, they actually get to visit uh, their soul group up there, which are souls that they regularly incarnate with, um, and um, you know, like an acting troupe that just goes from you know different. You know, okay. Um, you say, okay, in this life, I'm gonna be this and that, and you're gonna be that, and we're gonna learn this, and you know, all these different configurations, you know, that people that people do, you know, where sometimes you might be the son of someone, then you might be the husband at another time or different things. But it's it's always of acting out, I guess, through it's almost like a play because acting out these roles and these things we get um, helps you learn a lot. It's a lot like when I was in Hollywood and I did film for 12 years, and I would get these different roles how exciting that was because i i would it was it was like good therapy for me you know i mean it was just taking on these roles and having to put myself into the mind of somebody completely different than myself and it would because you really find out that because i was able to act it out those characteristics were in me but i just wasn't you know showing them you know that way um so um I don't know. It's just you, just just like in this life here, with the different roles I've taken on, I've uh, just learned. You know, learned so much mm-hmm. uh, that way. Um, when I was in my when I um, in my book that I wrote, the three hours, thirty three minutes in Heaven, about my time in the afterlife. At one point, when I was before the council, there was uh, four on my council. There was the Chinese gentleman, Late C who was the main person I was communicating with. But at one point, right next to him, she had a, like a hoodie on. I didn't know it was a girl at first, but at one point she it was, ended up being a woman. Um, I wanna say Kari, Kari Daka or Kari Daka. I never can get her name right. Anyway, she just put her head back and she said to me, she says, I'm really happy that you're doing so well developing the feminine masculine side and feminine mm-hmm. masculine side of yourself. And I'm before the council. And I remember like the feeling of yes, you know, yes, I'm doing <laughs> it. Well, that's good. And I found out um, uh, my, um, the main reason I was born was to learn kindness. That was on number. And then the subcategories was to balance the male feminine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the third thing in my, my job was con- to do this kind of work you know, to be a light worker. Mm -hmm. Um, So although that took long, you know, a long time to really fully realize that, you know.
1: Yeah. But that that's a spiritual growth is the realizations. They come in little. Oh, Oh. "Mm." Okay. (laughs) So does anybody have a comment on this? We would like to hear on how how people are engaging with this conversation. How do you feel about the masculine feminine energy? How to how do you, how do you apply that understanding and, and that kind of thing? You know, it, it's an interesting process to go through, um, understanding how I wish people could understand how balanced our bodies are with the masculine and feminine. Like I said, even our faces are a little bit different, you know, that, you know, each side is a little different because it's <laughs> masculine and feminine. Now everybody's going to be looking at that, but it, but it's true. And, and. How how do you yourself in your own way do those things that are very different in in how you are? I mean, and and it doesn't I don't want to fault anybody like a, a woman who I'm just going to put it out that the Kardashians, you know, they, the way that they're perceived of being girly. Right. Right. And, you know, and I'm only using them as an example because they put themselves out there. You know, I perceive myself as just as girly, but yet I'm willing to negotiate. Now, I don't know what the backstory is. They probably enjoy playing in the mud somewhere, you know, but I can tell you that when I get out in that yard, I sit in the ground and I pulling weeds and the dirt is flying all over my legs and I'm just like, yank, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? I, I, I'm getting into it. And, and there again is not being afraid to be and if we're if we're afraid to be a lot of times we stop ourselves from falling into that category more masculine or more feminine it doesn't mean you have to be masculine to work on cars or that masculine right. side to work on cars it's not about that you can be just as masculine changing a kid's diaper you know yeah but but it, it but it's that how do you feel while doing it and and either way it's okay but it is finding that masculine and feminine and because if we're not willing to work with that masculine energy which anger is part of that anger has more masculine energy to it crying has more feminine energy to it right mm-hmm. and they're opposites but yet it together sometimes we have to we get so angry we cry right
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: and so then that's the merging of the two and 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 that's that's how we there's so many of us that are imbalanced in ourselves hormonally, um, energetically. And and it is that kundalini energy of masculine, feminine, you know, that the two snakes coming together. How do you be together? And so many of us are waking up to that. Um, yeah. but it's honoring that. Don't, don't, please don't <coughs> be afraid to honor who you are at whatever moment you're in.
0: There's a, a group of men. And they're actually worldwide now. Uh, maybe I mentioned it one time on the show before, but it's called the. Everybody looking them up. Called the Mankind Project.
1: Yes, you've mentioned. Yeah, yeah and it sounds like and, a
0: great group. When I met these men, you know, I went through a, what They call they have a what they call new warrior training, uh, and then they have another one that goes beyond that. It's uh, it's uh, called warrior monk, and then they have one that goes beyond that is called hollow bones. You know, takes it really deep in there. But when when I met these men, and for the first time in my life, I saw men that looked, they looked so powerful and seemed so powerful. Like to be around them, I went, man, I want to be like them. But what was made me be around them was they were powerful on one hand, but they could sit down and cry their eyes out on the other. In other words, it was whatever the situation took. You know, they'd be laughing, they could be funny and silly, but if they needed to pull out their sword for something, they could, you know, and I thought that's what a, that's what a man really is, is a, is the balance,
2: mm-hmm. you know, I think
0: between the male and, and the feminine, you know, not stuck in one category because that's what some, somebody decided men should be like. Us men, a lot of times we, we suffer from this thing having, like, we feel like we have to know the answers to everything. You know or we have to be able to solve everybody's problems you know and, and and again we can in some ways but that's too much to put on us guys because you know i'm so glad google came along you
1: know exactly <laughs> thank you google. kathy for saying something kathy uh um hello there dear uh masculine feminine social contracts to label behavior when both are simply energy yeah exactly exactly because humanness Put on these contracts of what should or should not be, and now that contracts are are starting to to get a little bit laid over each other. Yeah, they are. they're getting laid over, and and it doesn't matter which one's on top because it's 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 a it's a melding of the two. Uh, As I wrap my fingers together, you know it's 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 a very interesting place to be, but. The the thing probably you noticed that those the the men that were in that group, the empowerment group, that they were they weren't so much in their heads. They were in their being. They were more you notice that they're empowered. The, the word is empowered. The empowerment, you know, is more, um, you know, whole body than it was. You know, a lot of men walk around in their head. You know, they yeah. walk around and, and I don't want to dishonor. But, you know, it's those guys that go around and they work out all the time and they're, you know, they're, they're a lot in their head and they're not down. I'm not classifying everybody. Don't get me wrong. It's not a generalness. I'm just giving you an example of of especially the old style, you know, that that, you know, I, I got to get this way. I got to be this way. And, and you know, I got to be powerful and da, 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 da And but then there's some of those guys that I know would sit down and watch a movie and they'd cry their highs out, you know, and it's, yeah. and it was, it's a blessing. I would just smile. Well, I, unless I was crying too, um, you know, <laughs> that, you know, that they had this ability to be who they wanted to be at the time
2: yeah. and,
1: you know, and get out of the mind and get down into the core sense of who they are. Um, that's where the blessing is is get down and 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 take a deep breath and be in your heart chakra. be in your gut sense, you know, because we're at, we're turning into we're getting more into the emotional cycle of of the universe instead of the mind. We're getting out of the mind and we're getting down into our body. And that's this evolution of the Aquarian age is that, Is that getting into the feeling of things and and we have to be careful how much we feel things, you know, in a way so that we don't become like there's a lot of people that their anxiety is in control instead of their 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 knowings are in control. You know, a lot of people they're they're um, having a lot of time, hard time with where their minds are because. Their minds are losing control. And so when, when there's a part of it that's, that's been in control for a lot of years, let's say we grow up in a um, an abusive situation and we had to really think our way through. We couldn't use our emotions. And then finally, we're out of that that drama, trauma situation of, of abuse and we have, and we start being able to be able to feel our emotions. And then we kind of get into the psychomatical situation because it's like a yo-yo you're, you're from the mind to the emotions, mind, emotions, mind, emotions. And and it's hard to know what to do. And, and and it's that, um, we have to allow ourselves to go through the evolution in a way, but doing it safely, doing it with friends, doing it with counselor, doing it with someone who can give you a bigger picture. You know, we've known people ourselves who have gone through that, that, you know, that, you know, how do we do things? You know, how many people are on the spectrum, you know, because it's about getting down into the emotion because their minds aren't working as well as someone who's more straight labeled. I'm going to call there. They have to negotiate life a little bit differently when you're on this spectrum. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how do you do that by following your gut sometimes, but sometimes that gut energy, the emotion energy overrules what, what really we can do, you know, and, and it's really sad. It's really sad when we get that out of balance of mind, emotions, heart center, You know, we have to have a balance between emotions, mind, um, spirit and body. Right. And you'll have them all sit at a table and have a conversation. You know, there's four chairs around a round table. How can you have a conversation with your mind, your body, your emotions and your spirit? Right. Um, If you want to add in the elements, fire, water, you know, air and all that, because, you know, when you have a lot more fire in something energy you're going to have more anger if you have a little bit more water like for me you know i in my i have two cancerian signs and an aries sign so i have two water signs which are emotions and i have aries which is a fire sign so i i'm balancing the the emotions with the fire right and then my husband who has two fire signs with an earth sign or uh, an air sign libra so he has to figure out how to not let his mind control the fire or feed the fire right and so when we have these these signs of of our our solar system of our our um and i kind of jumped in that conversation i'm sorry if i lost a couple of people that 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 sense of our um astrological signs you know that can add in a little bit of more masculine and more feminine sense too on how we negotiate things. So be careful about how the elementals, the elements, come in and dance with us with the fire, the anger, and then or the the water and the emotions, or like um, the air of, of the mind. You know, how is the mind overthinking things? And and right now, um, you know, with the um, the solstice, the uh, or the equinox, solstice, solstice. I always the, get them
0: mixed up. I mean, the yeah, the solstice, solstice is, is
1: on Wednesday. Um, I'm going to have my friend Jessica Martin uh, on uh, on the solstice Wednesday on my show, and and it, it's gonna, you know, we we're we're coming into the sign of Cancerian, you know, the Cancer sign, and that's water, which is emotion. So, you know, it, it's how do we apply this whole picture while we're trying to walk and think about it? You know, just observe yourself. If I can give that to you, observe yourself.
0: Did I mention last week in the show about the session I had where um, my client was uh, introduced to astrology at a very young age from one of the parents and they just took to it? And so they've really, you know, um, she reads charts and does everything for people and everything now just for as a hobby or whatever. But when she was, when I had her in the afterlife and there's the guides there and we said, you know, when a person picks their next life and that, do they take into consideration astrology? And then we had a, a an expert that was on there that came up, came into that room and was just saying, yeah, that this soul on the other side was an expert. in, uh, I guess when a person knew what they wanted to accomplish and where they were gonna be born and everything like that, he was just busy doing, figuring everything at the best time to be born. Mm-hmm. You know? To accomplish that so yeah like they take it t- t- you know that was just one session when i asked that and that was the answer we'd like as we're doing research we'd like to have 50 or ask that same question 100 times and then see if it's all congruent you know but it just makes sense you know if you're if they're going to be born in the f- physical world and like you know how does someone choose or who chooses for you the exact time the minute that you need to be born so that you have the best chance of of, uh, you know, being up to your, up to your mission. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
1: And, and it, it's, you know, that's the thing about the miracle of us being born. But then we always get that, that humanness kind of stuck in our, our path. And that's what kind of messes us up. But if we really come back to being, how do we negotiate the stories of what's happening to us? Yeah. How do we balance the masculine and the feminine? How do we balance the stories, you know, the the, the um, engagement of life? And you know, I just hope everyone can do better by themselves, for themselves. You know that you know. You know, when you are emotional, check in with what's triggering it. I know for me, I've been having to deal with something and it's bringing up a lot of my past bullish, being bullied. It's bringing up a lot of my past where took people took my power away. Um, it's bringing up a lot of, um, of times where I walked away instead of standing up. And so how do you negotiate those things by sitting down and, and observing yourself? Where do I need to step in? Where do I not? You know, and where does things happen? And you know, there's that masculine and feminine energy because there's a part of me that wants to fight. And then there's yeah. a part of me that says, but ow. <laughs> you know? And so, you know, it's that it's that fine line. You know, how to negotiate well, the fine line
0: for men is just um think about it, you know, think about the feminine side, which I mean characteristics which are just about being able to listen, about being able to um, uh, be more sensitive, you know, Mm -hmm. actually there's a, there's a, if if people have done any, there's a type of therapy, it's called breath work. And I did, I thought that sounded really silly until I, uh, Patty had some sessions and she had one leftover she gave to me and I had to be very vulnerable because the person came to our house and, and I forget what she did, but trying to get in touch with my emotions, but I when I finally just allowed myself to let go, I was shocked at how much emotion I had stored somewhere in me that came out. And I'm just realizing, you know, with all, you know, it's almost like like us men, you know, as we get we get pushed down, like we we want to, we feel like crying, we feel like being natural, but we stuff that down. We stuff down what's natural because society says we're not supposed to be natural that way. And each time I think you keep that emotion that you were supposed to express inside and it just piles up and piles up until you have rooms and rooms full of that. Well, doing breath work a lot of times, it's really a real uh, skilled breath person that way can help you to access that and let it vomit out. And what I have to say that was afterwards, I just felt elated. I went, man, where did that come from? where did i had that all those rooms that i let out you know from doing that and really felt some some uh, good i'm just funny saying that now and i think i've got some more rooms in there that i've piled up since <laughs> and, 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 and
1: but i can tell you fem, fem, uh females also in the feminine energy can can stack things up pretty good to ourselves mm-hmm. and you know, well, that's where, um, you know, it's like the other day, the other morning, Saturday morning, I think and it was the new moon because we had a new moon this weekend and I just laid in bed and I think it was 11 o'clock before I got out because it was like my emotions were just rolling around and I needed to let them roll around and then, you know, get back on my feet as I got up and, and, uh, you know, I had to give myself a chance to be, you know, yeah. you know, there again was triggering those different parts of me. Do I want to fight? or do I want to go? You know, it's like, and I end up standing on the bridge metaphorically going, Hmm, this is a perspective. Where should I go? I know I'm in an alternate. I'm in a place in my life. It's like, do I go left or do I go right? Cause I sure as heck not going to jump off the bridge mm-hmm. <laughs> unless I have wings. Then I'm willing to, to jump off the bridge, you know?
2: Uh-huh. So
1: it, it's a metaphor for life. You know, where are we? You know, many of us are standing on the bridge where do we go? And it takes remembering to breathe in your gut and be who you are at the moment.
0: Yeah. So hopefully (laughs) today's show will just be a little piece to somebody's puzzles out there, get him thinking like, Hmm, what about my masculine feminine? You know, what is not being nurtured? What, what do I need to do? How can I be more vulnerable, you know, that way? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah.
1: I do yeah. hope this, this show does help somebody because that's always um, Regan and I's intention. You know, you remember whoever's watching, whoever's listening on podcast that, you know, that that this is a perspective that Regan and I have. We've lived some years. We've lived some life. Remember, it is about you. Uh, we're just hoping to kind of give you a little chance to think about something. Um maybe shift it just a little bit to enlighten yourself in your own truth that comes out of what, what, what's happening here. So blessings yeah. to you, everyone. And I do hope that you enjoy your life because that's, we got to have joy in ourselves in order to live a little bit. So Regan, how do people get a hold of you?
0: Well, I want to invite whoever sees this now or in the future uh, to go to visit the afterlife. It's right there on the screen, visit the and um, there's you just explore around in there. There's all kinds of great videos and things you can see people talking about uh, past lives. You can see some young woman going through a life between life session where she's actually in in the afterlife, uh, where she's spending a lot of time there. Um, and uh, uh, and then also I do traditional therapy on Zoom. Also, uh, we're a specialized post traumatic stress. Um, fears, phobias, anything to having to do with extreme emotion and that. Um, and um, also, if you just want to do a simple, like I have a, a client next week and uh, she just wants to just get her feet in it a little bit. She says, look, I don't know if that's too much for me to go to the afterlife for a few hours. I just want to see if I've lived before. And I think <laughs> I have. but I just- <laughs> so- uh, those are about 90% successful. and can be done on Zoom. You'd be surprised how easy it is that way. So I'd ha- be happy to help you. And um, Natasha, if someone wants to have a session with you, I know you do. I always bring this up because I want people to know because sometimes you forget to say because you do so many things that can help people. <laughs> you, know, a, you know, life coach like me, you can help with just normal situations with mm-hmm. common sense of things you need how to do. But on the spiritual side, I know, you know, you can... If they have uh, loved ones that have passed on they need to talk to, or if they need to explore past lives, you can get a sense of who they were and see what they were in past lives. And even um, the feng shui thing, which I always, I think every week I thank you because I'm sitting here in my office. When Natasha visited me for the first time, she spent a couple hours looking at my room and just rearranged it. And I'm going, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, I even got little twinkle lights that I have above here that really add some nice uh, vibes to the room, you know, uh, when I have clients here and stuff. So
1: that's that's all I really wish to be is to to help people get from point A to point B to point C to point D, you know, and then sometimes they have to jump over to M and then they come back to C you know, it's like I just want people I'm really praying that people can understand that that life is about movement and how can we move and I'm here to help you move. I've had sessions where somebody sat down and said, you know what, I had five questions. But you actually answered all of them in just what you just said. And this brings up another question on how I can manage this thing over here. And, you know, I, I give people tools on how to negotiate. And I'm really right now. I even had a session that we went and pat, and, and within just a, m- a few minutes, jumped back a couple generations and healed some contractual stuff that happened. And it was a gift and I need to check in with her to see if there's any movement. But she texted me back later and said, I can't believe how much lighter I feel, you know, because it's all about healing for now. You know, what happened in the past isn't about what happened in the past, but what's happened in the past can actually hold us up now. And I would really love to help people move through that, um, that journey of where they're at. So they can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. I'm also on most social medias. Uh, Natasha Venter AC is where you can find me. I do inspirational videos more now than ever. Um, instead of writings uh, on Monday through Friday. Uh, also, Regan and I are live Monday every Monday at four o'clock Pacific time. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday on um, on my uh, Facebook and. Twitter and, um, YouTube. I'm on, uh, Wednesday four, four o'clock Pacific time. Also with life clarifications, Natasha. And you know, if anybody who likes to listen to podcasts, I'm on most podcast platforms, we are, um, and then it's, you look under life clarifications with Natasha. So please be aware that this is all a truth. We're hoping that this helps you with yours. So blessings yep, all.
0: For tuning in today. We'll see you next week.
1: Yes. Bye now. Happy, happy solstice and uh and uh blessings to you. And on Wednesday, I have a guest, um <laughs> Jessica Martin. Blessings to you. Bye now.
2: Bye.